Apple's latest laptop is here, and there's a lot to be excited about. Or is there? The new meets the old in the new 13-inch M2 MacBook Pro, the topic of our discussion in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Apple's new 13-inch MacBook Pro was made available to order last Friday, and the laptop starts shipping this Friday. Yeah, you can you can still well you can still get them. I think I checked this morning, and if you order the base model, eight gigs with uh, 256, um, you're going to get it on Friday. Other ones like higher RAM and higher storage are back ordered to like like late July, early August. But if you want that base model for 12.99, you'll you'll get it. But you don't, because you can't upgrade anything. Yeah, right. So don't do not do that. <laughs> yeah, the, the one you can get, you don't want. <laughs> uh, we posted our review of the 13-inch M2 MacBook Pro early on Wednesday. Uh, it's a mix of stuff we like and stuff that's disappointing. Uh, what we like is the M2 processor. Uh, what's disappointing is every, everything else about the processor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's the old macbook you know they didn't do anything and and the old macbook was the older macbook <laughs> so it's not like the, yes. like that wasn't updated either so it's this has been this model has been around for a, for a bunch of years now yeah this model used to have an intel processor and then they switched it with the M1, but they didn't do anything else. Right, which was fine because they did that with the with the Mac Mini. They did that with the MacBook Air as well. And, you know, okay, they wanted to get them out there. And it's kind of a, you know, this is what these machines can do. And we were all waiting for the new models, which we got in every other Mac except for this one. So then Apple for the switched out the M1 with the M2, but they didn't do anything else to the laptop. You know, when you put it into perspective of the other laptops in Apple's lineup, the 14 and 16-inch MacBook Pro, and even the new MacBook Air, which isn't out yet. It's supposed to be out in July. Yeah, probably a couple of weeks. This this laptop, it's a little odd in, in, in the lineup that Apple has for laptops. Well, I mean, it's odd in the sense, of, so they got rid of the touch bar in the 16-inch and 14-inch Pros last year. Right. And we just assumed... Much like the 27-inch iMac, we'd wake up one day and this would be gone once they depleted enough stock. Mm-hmm. Instead, there's a brand new one. So that means that in 2024, presumably, we're going to still have a, this This 13-inch MacBook Pro will still be around in early, at least early 2020. Yeah, who knows when M3 comes around, but like, it does beg the question, how long are they going to keep this model in the lineup? Did they just make a mill, like a whole bunch of the unibodies, and they've got them sitting around, and they're like, well, let's just update the processor because nobody's going to buy but, this with the I M1. Mean, and we've seen that before, but they keep it like I – wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't have been surprised if they kept this model around way past pe- the time people – like the iPad Touch uh-huh. or the Mac Mini Intel one. That's another example. Like, the, it, like, it, it's, it's, it, like no one cares about it anymore. They're just keeping it around because they need to get rid of a couple more. I get that, but they updated it. So now we're this we're looking at this for I would say at least another twelve to eighteen months. It is worth noting that so this this is the only way you can get a touch bar anymore. Whether you like the touch bar or not, you can pretty well be assured that it's not going to get much in the way of kind of like new features. 
Well, I mean, to be fair, it hasn't since 2016. <laughs> right. True. They haven't been doing much with it in macOS, but even beyond macOS support, just apps and stuff like that, they're not going to support it a lot. It was weird that they, when they updated the Mac Pro, I mean, the MacBook Pro to the 14 and 16 inch models, they talked about how it had a full height function row, mm-hmm. physical key buttons as a thing that professionals want. Right. Like this is pros want this. And then they give us a pro laptop that doesn't have it. It's it's very odd. I mean, th- listen, the 13-inch Pro was never really like a pro machine. Right. But it has the pro name. And now it's just like if you're a, you know, if you're not up to date on all this stuff, you walk into an Apple store and you're like, oh, 13-inch, that, that's a good size for me. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. What's this one? It's 14 inches and, and $600 more and has all this stuff and a totally different look and it's just it's just unnecessarily confusing. Just get rid of it. We don't need it anymore. The MacBook Air is eleven ninety nine, and it's perfectly capable of competing. So yeah, that's the thing we want to sort of caution people about. The MacBook Air is a hundred bucks less, less. <laughs> at its starting price, and that you get an an eight core GPU instead of the ten, so you get a le- a lesser GPU, slightly. Well, twenty five percent. But at the at the step up price, they're both fourteen ninety nine, and they both have eight gigs and a and a five hundred twelve gig SSD. They're very much the same. Um, it doesn't have a fan, but you're never going to notice that performance difference. And what do you get? It's thinner, it's lighter, the screen's bigger, the bezels are smaller. It has a better webcam. It's got the function row keys. It's got a bigger Touch ID button. Like you've got MagSafe charging, so you don't lose your two. You're a port when you're charging. Like that MacBook Air seems better in every way. I almost wonder if that's why Apple's releasing this one earlier <laughs> to make sure reviews go up before anybody gets their hand on the Air so they don't run out and say, don't buy this. You're nuts to buy this. The Air is just as good. It's just as fast. It's pretty much the same price and it's better in every other way. Like, why would you do that? So, yeah, I mean, even if you're looking at this and really considering it, I kind of feel like you've got to at least wait for the reviews of the Air. Just try and hold out two weeks, even if you're super excited about the M2 or something like that. Unless you're just all about that touch bar. You're just like, I, this is going to be the last computer with the touch bar ever, and I have to have it. I mean, the Air has traditionally been Apple's underpowered laptop, but in recent years, that's not really the case. I mean, the, the really the only way in which these M1 and M2 MacBook Pros are faster than the Air. Outside of the fact that you can get a cheaper Air entry level that has like a less a GPU core disabled, right? Like once you get past that, it's just that they have fans in the MacBook Pro and you really have to be cranking long-term on something to make any sort of noticeable difference. And well, here's a question, Roman. Did you ever hear the fan go on? I did not notice the fan go on. Yeah, right, you said that with the M1 also, and you're running benchmarks that are pushing this thing as much as it's going to be pushed by a regular person. Yeah, so you know, like I did some 4K video in iMovie, did some rendering of that. In the review, I posted a benchmark of a 10 minute clip. I actually did a 90 minute 4K video clip and that took forever. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to repeat this test again, but I did want, want to see, you know, but I didn't notice the fan right. go on. 
doesn't mean it didn't go on. It just I didn't right. notice it. It didn't. It didn't do the full blown. In the early days of the release, the M1, you know, the the YouTubers and stuff were trying to find what's the difference between the Air and the Pro. And it's like the only way the Pro's fan makes a difference is, you know, I'm doing a Final Cut render. And then at the same time, I'm doing this other thing. And then at the same time, I'm doing this other thing and I'm doing them all for 10 minutes. And then I get like a five or 10% better performance. <laughs> if you're doing that, yeah. you're not buying this laptop. You're buying a 16 inch pro or a 14 inch. Right. Right. Or you, you should yeah, you get right. more. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. more expensive. Don't get me wrong. It's significantly more expensive. It's significantly more expensive. Yes. But I'm just saying in terms of performance, that m2 macbook air is not going to be slower Mm -mm. you're you're just not going to notice it and it's it's better it's going to show up in a tiny bit shorter benchmark bar somewhere and then outside of that it's just not going to be and it's going to be better in so many ways plus you get more cool colors or hues or whatever they call these because they're kind of not colors it's like different shades of gray (laughs) But, but you get starlight midnight options and so Apple claimed a uh, 18% general performance improvement of the M2 over the M1. And, you know, they probably use Geekbench too. And that's, that's what I found with the multiprocessor test. Across the board, it's faster than the M1. Like you were, like guys were saying, that MacBook Air seems like a better deal because you're going to get similar, the same performance in general as this laptop, but you're going to get new updated features. You're going to get a, the big thing to me is the big, the, the better screen on the MacBook Air. Yeah, I mean for for a hundred bucks less, you're going to lose twenty uh, percent of your GPU performance on that entry level model. Uh, and at the the step up model, they're the same price, and you don't lose anything. They have the same storage, RAM, everything, and and like you said, bigger screen. Better bezels, better webcam, uh, MagSafe charging, colors, function row keys. Like there's, there's just like a whole litany of. Yeah, the, the MagSafe charging is a is the big one for me because you actually get, you're basically getting a USB C port back mm-hmm. because you don't need to use one of the two for charging. Yep, it also enables fast charging. You don't really get that too. You, you'll you need a, a yeah. higher wattage power adapter for that, but you don't get that without the MagSafe. Uh, speaking of the power adapter at WWDC, Apple announced new dual port chargers, but those dual port chargers are meant to be used only for the MacBook Air in terms of a laptop. You can use it for you know your iPhone and iPad, but Apple's recommendation doesn't list at all. The MacBook Pros. I wonder why that is. I understand that for the for the 14 and 16 inch Pros, but I wonder why the 13 inch Pro. It'll work. That's the thing. Like, right? You can plug any USB C into there, and it'll like you can plug a five watt USB C charger in your MacBook, and it'll charge at five watts. It'll be it'll be slow, but it'll work. But I, I wonder why they don't say that. So Apple released a support document about that dual port adapter and listed how if you are charging two devices i believe the lap is, is it the laptop port charges at 27 watts yeah it, it, it's seven and a half for ipad or iphone and then and the rest goes to the um the macbook depending on 
So if you're charging two devices at one time, you're not getting the full wattage. They don't. Um, they don't both get 35 watts because it's not a 70 watt <laughs> power adapter. They just want to make sure that everyone understands that 35 watts doesn't mean 35 per port. They they shipped the the update that you have the M2 13 inch MacBook Pro still comes with a 67 watt right. Correct. So it comes with a 67 watt uh, adapter. It's you know it's it's a single port adapter. The the M1 Pro came with a 61 watt adapter, so it's slightly. Yeah, it's just the new version of this. That 35 watt dual adapter is also new in that it is Apple's first um, gallium nitride mm-hmm. um, power adapter, which a lot of third party adapters are. All that does is make them run uh, smaller and cooler. It's a replacement for silicon and the MOSFET and stuff, which is some power circuitry. Um, so Apple has two two dual port chargers. Are they both gallium nitride? One has a plug, like a flip up plug, and one um, is the one that you can pop the uh, like the thing comes off the, the extension table comes off. The entry level MacBook Air does not come with the new dual adapter. Right, you have to. Custom. Well, so actually, we don't even know if we have to custom. Dual port power adapter with you know the the, the thing pops up. Pops yeah, the little fl- fold up plug. That's so that's the, the the more traditional square one, and so that's probably not gallium nitride because it looks like it's about the same size as the one that we have now, and then they have the super small one with the ports on the bottom. Yeah, is, uh, they're the same price. Yeah, they're, they're about uh, fifty nine dollars. Which okay. it's 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 kind of an odd thing because they basically do the same thing. One's just smaller than the other. Well, it's the ex- the extension. It's the extension cable. Yeah, it like it has the thing where the so cables plug up. Yeah. They're probably both the same inside. They're probably both. Maybe they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it takes it's more to space to have we, the. We haven't seen them yet. The one with the plug that comes off that that just requires more space. In any case, if you were thinking of buying that adapter, Apple doesn't recommend that you use it. You can use it. But it just won't charge as fast as the 67 watt adapter. Yeah, that makes sense. And you should probably just buy a third party power adapter, anyways, because they're cheaper and more functional. And yeah, there are plenty of very good third party USB C power adapters that are, you know, just as small and portable and all that stuff. And usually cheaper. <laughs> yeah, always cheaper. They almost never come in a perfectly matching white, glossy Apple color. But frankly, if you were to get a MacBook Air, especially like the Midnight or something, those are coming with braided, color-matched cables. Not You don't want the white, glossy power brick anyway. You want a black power brick to match your, your cable and everything. Otherwise, I mean... It's it's not a lot to say about this laptop because that's already been said. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad laptop in general. You said that battery life was a little underwhelming, if you will, both under underestimates and underwhelming. Um, it's still it's still it's still very good. Yeah. So the battery life, I um, on the M1, Apple claims well for both laptops the m1 and the m2 apple says 20 hours for video playback on the m1 i got 18 hours and on the m2 i got 16 just over 16 Mm -hmm. listen if you're watching 16 hours straight of video you got problems but 
<laughs> that's I mean, that's still good, but it's a little disappointing that the chip's supposed to be more efficient, and it actually uh, two hours is significant. Well, the M2 actually uses a little more power. Right, it's more efficient in terms of performance per watt, but the maximum power use is a little higher. Okay, yeah, and you wouldn't you don't really run into that in the video playback stuff because that all just uses the video decoder and like almost no CPU. And stuff, but it, it could be that part of that's probably a switch to LPDDR5 memory. Part of that is the now screen brightness. I don't think the screen has changed at all. It only in the air, right? It was 500 right. nits yeah, last it time. It's, it's, right. yeah, now they're both 500, but the, the, yeah. it's the exact same screen as last time, though. It's the exact same screen. And you know, it could be very well a testing variable. You know, maybe I didn't, ex- maybe the brightness is a little different than before yeah it's tough to do um, i i set the display at 150 nits yeah or as close to it as i can, can get to it and for reference that's still six hours longer than when the 13 inch macbook pro had intel processors but you, you know you want these things to go in a forward direction rather than backwards or at least stay the same but you know 16 hours is still really good on a laptop this is maybe our best um, comparison though for battery life in the M2 because this is a, a system where they didn't change anything else. The, the display is the same, the battery is the same, everything else. In the air, that's a whole. The battery is a different size. The case is different and will cool differently. The screen's different. Like everything's different. You're not going to be able to just to isolate the chip. Here you can. This is our best chance to say like this is all about the chip when you compare battery life. So a little bit less. Uh, but overall, I, over, it's, it's a weird laptop to recommend people to buy because there is this other laptop that's coming, the MacBook Air. There are these two other laptops that are just so much better, but they're a little more expensive, the 14 and 16-inch MacBook Pros. So recommending this laptop is kind of a, a weird kind of... Yeah, it, it's in. It's in. No it's a lot of caveats. Yeah, I feel like it's not like it's a bad laptop. It's just that even Apple themselves, within two weeks here, is going to make one that's so much better in every way. Unless you just have to have the Touch Bar, or or even the same price. Like if you just want to spend the same, you're going to get the same specs, uh, the same processor specs and storage and stuff, and just like better everything else. So don't so don't buy it. Wait for the air. Like who cares? It's not like it has a big sign on it that says "Air, you're a loser. You didn't get the pro." Like just who cares what it's called? It's it's so much better. Just get the air. Or if you want to spend to get the get the 14 inch pro with the M1 Pro. Did you uh, did you plug in any high impedance headphones, Roman? Doing your testing of the 13-inch Pro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't have any high-impedance headphones, and I don't know if my hearing's so horrible. I don't know if I would be able to tell the difference, anyways. That'll be mostly about volume, so you would. Um, I mean, because it would be, yeah, it'll sound loud. It'll sound normal, whereas like when you plug it into a regular headphone jack, you have to crank it way up to hear anything. Kind of a non-amplified headphone jack. I don't have any anymore either. My Grado headphones fell apart. And now all my headphones are 
either wireless or cheap. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any really good pro headphones anymore. Well, ironically, the AirPods Max don't even use that feature. Maybe that'll be in the next Air AirPods Max feature. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool if you could plug in a USB to 3.5 millimeter cable into the into the or Lightning. Is it Lightning on the on the AirPods? I think it is. Yes. But like that, you know, that would be a cool feature. You plug it in, and then it becomes that. But they don't, you know, right now it does nothing. They don't do that. They don't use that. Yeah, and it kind of wouldn't matter because you'd have to do. It'd be doing analog to digital conversion in that in that adapter anyway. So it kind of doesn't matter. Like, hmm. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 798. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. Bye.